everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website, and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogger-Milas, and I'm the editor here, here, and joining me as usual is my co-host, uh, Miss Annie Bottle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, today has been a journey it already. Has. It has, we had some technical problems, which, you know, mercifully, I think we actually solved instead of like last time where we didn't, we did solve. not. Um, so, but that, that means we get Janet. That's right. Miss Janet Mullaney is here with us. Hopefully we'll sound okay. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, Janet. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me on to talk about Atlantic crossings again. I'm delighted. You do love your Atlantic crossing. Yes, I do. I gather you're not so keen. <laughs> um, I don't know. Not not so keen is a harsh a harsh I don't know. I have I have some problems with it. I really disliked the last episode. I really disliked I I really, really liked the beginning of it. And I feel like in our second episode where we sort of talked about the mushy middle of it, we were kind of like, uh I don't know, parts of it good or parts of it bad. And now we've just gotten to the, we're talking about the last three episodes today. And, and some of that works and some of that is a tire fire of global proportions. All right. Why, why, why don't we talk about like what actually happens? Yes. Okay. I said, okay. So one of you would talk about what actually <laughs> Well, I really, I really feel that the writers decided to embroider more upon history than they had done. Oh, incidentally, um, the um, the writer, Alexandra Icke, his two daughters are the two royal princesses. I don't know if you realize that. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I knew they were sisters. I didn't know they were the writer's daughters. That's amazing. Yes. Isn't that great? Anyway, um, what happens in the last three episodes? Well, people behave badly, um, <laughs> including... Uh, the production team who decided that they were going to make life more exciting. Now, there were um, sightings of German submarines um, off the East Coast and I guess some stuff on the West Coast too. But they had this very contrived um, situation where uh, where Roosevelt and Martha were locked in a cellar together. I mean, well, that's not even like the worst part for me. Yes, well, well <laughs> I, I wasn't. I, I, I honestly wasn't that bothered by that part, or that they. Wait, sort wait, of, wait, wait. Okay. Pause. Let's just start with. Remember when we talked about this episode last time? We were like, "Oh my gosh, this is going so slowly. How are we ever going to get to Pearl Harbor?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> the answer is that the next episode will simply open with Pearl Harbor yes, having yeah. jumped like a year and a half into the future, and ref- and not. They were like. I guess their answer to the question of like, how will we deal with this really awkward moment where FDR decides to kiss Marta and like, how would they react to this? What will happen? I don't know. It's a mystery. Yep. Because a year and a half has passed. Yes. Hawaii is getting bombed. And it's just that for me was, that should have been the first warning sign of the biggest problem I would have with this is that the show is desperate, mm-hmm. desperate not to pick a lane. Yeah. Like it wants to have it both ways, like so badly with this. And it really is a disservice to, like, every character. Yeah, well, I think it's rather like, uh, the show is rather like the definition of a war itself, is that, you know, um, hours of boredom and seconds of drama. Um, although I, <laughs> I, I I never found it boring because Martha's outfits are so great. Um, uh, 
put a I mean, pin in this that we need to talk about her sort of 1940s Diana Revenge dress that is completely inappropriate <laughs> for the event to which she wears it. We'll get to that yeah, in a minute. Right. But the hats are wonderful. You have to admit the oh hats my gosh, are great. The hats yes. are really... Yes. In fact, I'd say that the greatest hats of the show are in episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that like that big brim thing that was red underneath oh, yes. the little... With, mm, oh, She wore in the car. Hat. That was yes. great. Yes. yes. Um, also, okay, the, so he, also the little straw number that she wore when she barged into into the Oval Office was great. I thought that was just oh, that, delightful. That one's really great. And I also really love the sort of black bonnet thing that kind of comes and does the swirl. Like, I really loved that hat too. Um, but honestly, so here's the thing that I had a problem with. You know, like, I watch these things for the history. I like when we get sort of like, you know, not, you know, dramatized moments of realism, right? And like, I, so the Pearl Harbor scene, I really kind of liked that because, yeah, that's actually kind of what happened. They they saw the planes coming and everybody went, it's time. No, 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 that's not actually a problem. And then there were bombs. <laughs> um, But then, you know, and I like the idea that they brought up this this the fact that yes actually there were nazis who attempted to land um in new york and in florida um in a in a misbegotten i did not know that no that's a real that's a real thing that happened like and that's and that that's a piece of history that's also been forgotten that we did that 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 those idiots really did think they could invade this country which is three thousand miles long (laughs) like that's just not like i it's a little bit like never getting a land war in asia like it just doesn't work right and so like I, I, I like the fact that we brought that around even if we sort of faked the history here. And I even like the fact that they um they they brought the 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 I'm sorry, what is her name? I wanna say Ford, but that's not it. Um, Eliza Ford. Eliza Ford. Um, Ford. Yes. I really Eliza Forbes really was a Nazi sympathizer who was someone who was in Marta Circle. Like that's true. It's just that she never the whole kidnapping thing is completely made up. But that oh, yeah. that that's based in history. Like I didn't mind though things what i minded was when we went full romance Mm -hmm. but we didn't even go full romance they were like sort of hinted it and then she's like no no i'm not really interested in franklin in that way i just need this you know ship or i need this whatever it is but also i can never definitively say that i'm not into him and i have because i need my husband to be jealous for reasons and also because i need the show to like have a reason to continue to like exist with this plot like i would have respected it more if they had literally just like decided to go for it throw her in bed with him and have them do it i mean okay maybe not that because i don't need to see kyle (laughs) mclaughlin do that but um i need to see fdr do that but you know what i mean like if they just really gone for it and was like yes there's something really like messy but genuine here instead of trying to be like to come right up to the line Mm -hmm. And then back off. Yeah, because we are all really too prim and proper to actually have been having sex back in back in history. No, you weren't. And no, that's... I mean that's not even what I mean. I mean I, I'm fine with it being like an emotional affair, but yes. it like won't even commit to the emotional affair. Right. That's true. And and honestly, like all all of all of the Olive scenes drove me nuts. Okay. Oh my gosh! Except for the one where he got really wasted. I love oh. the one where he got super drunk. <laughs> Okay, that was a good scene simply because it was entertaining, but it wasn't real. There was a, a level of unrealism that was happening there. Like, would 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 the crown prince have gone to a pub on a regular basis? No, no, no. Right? Would w- would he have randomly gotten like a bunch of friends from like who were like way like you know half his age and like way below his rank, and they would just treat him like a normal human? 
weren't they just really the friends of like his his body man's daughter? No, yeah, I, no, right? I, like, I think that was they so were, weird and awful. They were they were just kids. Wait, Janet is the trying pub. to get a word in edgewise here. And um and they saw a guy in uniform at the bar and they were really surprised when they ended up with the crown prince. Remember, there was all that awkwardness where when uh, Olaf stood up to get a round in and they all shot to their feet because that's what you do with royalty, <laughs> which which was <laughs> no, actually sort of quite they... sweet. But, you know, the, the thing about Olaf is that he reacted very badly to things. And I have this theory about Olaf and Martha, which is that they knew each other so well. They had known each other for so long. They didn't know how to have a good marital squabble. And so they yeah. just ended up being nasty to each other. And and uh, Martha became surprisingly passive aggressive, I thought. And Olaf, who was fed up with everything, he wasn't being a leader. He wasn't you know, going out there and risking his life. He was having to hang around with that awful cabinet and his dad. And he didn't know what to do with himself. And and so he was so frustrated at his lack of leadership and lack of opportunity. Um, and he just oh, lashed what? He didn't out. have any agency like he was a woman? Yes. <gasps> oh. Yes. He Remember, he said... Um, I think it was episode two or three. It's quite early on. He said he felt like an afterthought, that the king was the king and he was just the guy hanging around. Um, so, uh, so I, so, so we had this picture of of his frustration growing, and also I really think that um, uh, the the awful cabinet, as as I tend to think of them. Sort of handle things badly. I mean, they they diverted him by saying, "Oh, by the way, there's there's a report from intelligence that Martha is getting it on with the president," and um, just to distract him, and um, and and he just believed it immediately. I mean, he was not a happy okay. man. That 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 actually that's another point that when we get into the complete. Uh, lack of realism like a cabinet would never have done that to a royal period like they would not have talked to him like that they would not have done that to him that is just not the way things work uh, it's the same thing as with olives traveling back and forth to america or 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 marta's tri- trip to to london okay royals don't move in secret okay well, they had to. it's a five-day trip they had Everybody... to there was a war on so they had to sort of zigzag around over europe i think yeah, they but, went through but, lisbon but it's not like it's not like Olive wouldn't have known his wife was coming. It's not like a hundred people wouldn't have known the crown prince was on his way. Like it may have been secretive to the public, Mm -hmm. but they would have known. There is no surprising. That really bothered me. Like that felt so unrealistic that a royal would sort of secretly just pop up and like, and also the fact that he just sort of seemed to just appear and then disappear like the next day. (laughs) I I actually said to Lacey, you know, what does he have? Did he find a TARDIS in the basement of Buckingham? What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) no i thought it was actually i thought the ending actually was quite sweet when you had um when you had um eleanor um advising olaf on his marriage and the king pushing i thought that was sweet as well yeah um the king incidentally i thought i was just gonna say except that i feel like it was unearned for her 
Yeah. Okay, that trip actually, yeah. that trip to London in 42, by the way, is real. Like, she really did actually go to London. So I think that's also part of why that scene is there is because there is an actual history yeah. thing where, where, where Eleanor went to London um, to basically try and, like, work with the, uh, work with Churchill and whatnot. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, they, I, don't, I doubt she actually met with the crown prince while she was there, but that is actually, I think, an attempt to put historically accurate moments within yeah. the show. Yeah, I sort of gave up worrying about historic moments with this series because I was actually enjoying it so much. Um, And it only leads to frustration when they say, yes, but Roosevelt couldn't have done this because he was somewhere else. And, you know, uh, the house at Pooks Hill looked like... um, a Polish palace, I think, which is what it was. It's either Polish or Czech palace. And um, because that's where they were filming. Yeah, uh, Lacey and I were, were were very confused where Pooks Hill was last week, last time we talked about yes. this, um, because it, it it definitely did not seem to be anywhere around DC. Oh, it yeah. turns out it was in Bethesda. Um, yes, right. But again, doesn't look like anything. Doesn't look like anything that existed in Bethesda. Right. Well, it's um, Bethesda was very rural at the time, and this I thought was a strange thing where where Roosevelt was trying to con Martha into living in Washington DC because he said something like, you know. DC has European sophistication and old world charm and actually it really didn't Washington was just where where the politics happened and um you you know this thing about politics having all the charm of the north and all the efficiency of the south that was how people <laughs> saw Washington it wasn't this massive center of uh it still isn't no it's it, it still isn't um and uh so I, th- I think I think of where we live as a garden city. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a cute I, little garden city. I did like the fact that they suddenly sort of cranked up the personality of the king, um, because he hadn't really done anything for many episodes except be mean to. <laughs> Oh, I, I was suddenly and, surprised by how yes, nice he was. He was yeah. nice. He's like, oh, he I was, care about your feelings now. He was so sweet. <laughs> he was so sweet at um at the wedding of Ragni and Nikolai's daughter, where he stepped in as the father figure. I mean, that was just lovely. And he was uh, sort of encouraging Olav and Martha to make up. And uh, I mean, thank God they did, although it wasn't a sort of typical... Um, you know, let's apologize and be nice to each other and have a true confession session. They just sort of slipped back into their regular roles because I think they really did love each other. And, um, oh, I, 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 I don't know. There was so much frustrating with the whole stuff about the German saboteurs and, um, and, and Roosevelt um, being in, in love with Martha, which I just never bought from the beginning. Um, for either of them, because they, they both had world, um, or at least wartime roles to pursue, and I don't think Roosevelt would have risked his career, and I don't think Martha would have. Um, what she wanted to do, she wanted to be loyal to to Norway. She wanted to help her country, and she also loved her husband. So. You yeah, I, I have to say that the, I, I think that is also part of the problem and yeah. the big problem I've had with this love story is that the chemistry between Sophia Hyland and Kyle MacLachlan is non-existent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Ugh, like and negative. I, and I think that that's part of why, you know, one of the things we complained about in our last episode is how creepy Roosevelt was coming yes. off. And I think that, that that lack of chemistry very much adds to the creep factor because she clearly isn't in love with him in any way, shape or form. She's not attracted to him and you don't buy that she's attracted to mm-hmm. him. Even when she even when she says uh, even when she supposedly, quote unquote, lies to him and says, I only did it for the boat. Yeah. And he says, I can tell you're lying. No, actually, she that's a woman who yeah. only did it for the yeah. boat. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, I, I think that the, and also because she and Santelman, uh, the guy who plays all of they have great chemistry so you never truly believe she doesn't love him you never truly believe that she is in any way like even thinking about being unfaithful because she so clearly like is attracted to him in a way that she is not to roosevelt so i think that 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 really didn't help Mm. um i think that that I think, you know, as Lacey said, they want to have it both ways. I think that definitely leans into having it both ways because you believe in Marta and Olav in a way that you never do with Roosevelt. So that that way you always sort of come back to them and they're always they're always end game. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they never like several times they they deliberately swerve from having her just say, I don't feel anything for him. Mm hmm. Or I'm not interested in him or not like she she several times. She's just like, well, I'm not going to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't actually know that she does or she doesn't, but her behavior is really yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. And it's and I can't tell if it's because like she's genuinely like torn about the way that she feels, if she feels confused, if she does have some kind of romantic feelings for him or if she just feels sorry for him in some way, because I I don't know where to put those emotions because I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize those emotions as a better statement because the show is so determined not to tell me. Yeah. I think she felt that she did have a, I, I hesitate to use what special relationship, but she got on with Roosevelt <laughs> And and I think Carl McLaughlin did an amazing job as Roosevelt. I mean, he really had the charm and the charisma. And Roosevelt had a reputation, I mean, for flirting with women, but he also had a reputation for working seriously with women. And uh, as I said, he, he had too much to lose. He had to get reelected. He had a war to win. And if he wanted a bit of flirtation with Martha, well, she was there and she would flirt with him a bit. But I don't I didn't feel it. But was it would never go beyond that. Than that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the kiss in the car. I mean, I was quite shocked when he took his uh, his glasses off. I mean, it's like. He's moving in. He means business. And he just sort of stares at her dumbfounded. <laughs> I start, no, no and chemistry And then they whatsoever. legitimately just jumped the show forward a year to avoid yeah. having to deal out with the fall, to deal with the fallout. Yes, well, the time what jumps they... are definitely part of yeah. the problem as well. Because, you know, he suddenly, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. And then you get to the he's last dead. episode and he's basically dying in front of you. And there was no, and there, and there's literally no, no, there's no, there's no build to it. He's just one day, he doesn't have oh. black circles around his eyes and then next day the makeup artist has been by (laughs) (laughs) i mean i also think it's because like the first the first like five episodes are no six i can't seven the first the first handful of episodes are so slow yeah yeah like they are so slow and they are so like 
dedicated to like the minutiae of every moment that suddenly when a year plus has passed and Pearl Harbor's happening and then suddenly like Marta has gray hair mm-hmm. out of nowhere but her kids look the same age oh and Olive like, looks the same age Olaf does look the same age that's a man for you yeah really <laughs> and, and like it was also very frustrating because you know like there are because they jumped around in 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 the in the later points we also miss things that could have actually like been more minutiae like i would have for instance liked more of the reality of what happened to missy Mm -hmm. or more of how eleanor dealt with the war as we got as things moved on and and marta was more part of the white house like central group like i would have loved more of that and instead we didn't and that's part and instead what we do is we're endlessly going to pubs with olaf and like i (laughs) i I, i'm sorry like okay i i absolutely agree that i did love with olaf is a show that i would watch (laughs) i i did love the final pub scene with olaf when when Nikolai slaps him. Oh yes, because that was that that was probably my favorite moment of episode six. Was when the guy just hauls off and slaps him across the face. You drunk idiot! And then the king um, wakes him up with a glass of cold water oh, in the that morning. Was great too. <laughs> you know, I want to talk. About that was great. I want to talk about um uh, about Roosevelt and Eleanor because she was shown from the beginning more or less as being a sort of workaholic killjoy. And then suddenly at the end when he's... Um, she has like emotions yes, and it's sad. Yes. And it's just like, I, let me tell everyone about the sadness of our dead love. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, no. at the end where he says, um, where Roosevelt's in bed and he says to her, thank you for being my eyes and ears. Well, actually she was his eyes and ears, but to all intents and purposes, the series showed, you know, Eleanor working on her set of projects and Roosevelt's working on his set of projects. And um, and I thought that really did her a disservice. One of the things we talked about in the, in, in the last time we talked, when Lacey and I talked about this, was how the women were always set up as in competition, that there was a, that there was a level of, of women have to catfight in order to function. And I think that's part of the reason also why I was sort of upset that Missy sort of has her stroke and is then sort of ushered off stage left and at the end of yeah. it. Um, because that's not that first of all that's not quite how it happened and second of all like it, it's basically like okay they're cat fighting and now missy's gone yes right like and that's not I, again I, I i was this written all by men because that's not how women are and that's not we we, we have it, it, it's there's yes, more to that yes. story. The answer is is that yes, it's written by <laughs> yes, men. Yes, I, 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 I must admit that when uh, the scene at the White House where Martha was wearing that incredible black lace dress and hat. Oh my oh, god, wasn't that yeah, amazing? Right uh, yes, right. Yeah, I love that. Um, I texted. I hate it. I texted Annie, being like, "What is this? It's a completely inappropriate for the event that she's attending. B." age inappropriate for the age that she's supposed to be at this point oh, I, see I wildly <laughs> wh- i mean she did look great but like who wears that outfit to like what is that like a dinner party mm-hmm. like a christmas party who does yeah. that she it looks like the diana revenge dress <laughs> like the 40s version of that and it is a mess it's not even like a holiday party because it's right before it's right before uh um the big meeting um in yalta yes well it's it's the pre-yalta cocktail party <laughs> Yeah, I just like, where did she even get this outfit? Why was she like, let me just wear oh, this? Oh well, I thought I thought it was just fabulous, and I thought she rocked it. But but at that point, she says, 
What's wrong with Missy? Well, I mean, I had been wondering what's wrong with Missy all along. I mean, Missy just seemed <laughs> like- Missy just seemed like <laughs> like a nutter to me. Um, and she was so rude to everyone. You really wondered why Roosevelt kept her along. Women can only fight over men. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. Uh, Lacey and I had a long conversation about this last time because I took it as complete jealousy and that 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 basically they were pitting women against each other in this sort of sexual way. And I disliked it a mm-hmm. lot. Um, Lacey saw it more as a as a um, as a power thing that, that Roosevelt is their only path to power. Yeah. And that's why they're fighting over him. And I, 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 I can see that. But then, you know, what do we do get when we get episode four? We don't get like that. He's the path to power. We get her. You can one of the only times I've ever heard PBS use the F word. Mm-hmm. Um, literally it like... It was bleeped. Yeah, it was. Well, it was but, in and, Norwegian, and, wasn't it? No, no. It, she says it in English. Oh, like, oh right. right of course because she did. Missy yes. says it. Yes. Right? And it's just, it was a moment of like, you know, you're getting that kind of cat fight yeah. level of nastiness. It's like, you know, I, I want to believe that this is really them fighting over their their avenue to power, but that's not what I'm reading here, and that's not what I've read the entire time. Like, with, with Eleanor, it does become more of a, they become friends, and it is more about the, the power sharing than it is about an influence than it is anything else. But the, the whole thing with Missy was really just played in such an ugly way that I, I really bothered me so much. Well, it made me wonder exactly why Roosevelt kept her around. Because he just seemed to sort of tolerate mm. her. Well, yes. uh, she she is actually a famous person. There's like boats named after her yes, and stuff. Yes, that she's well, Yeah, like, but in the world of the show, he doesn't seem to like her no, that much. No, in the world of the show, she's really done such a disservice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, remember remember Roosevelt had this... Then she just literally drops dead. Yes. I was like, this show is just spitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, well, Roosevelt had this thing about people making scenes. I, I mean, the worst thing you could do in the Roosevelt White House was make a scene. So when Martha comes in at the end to see Roosevelt as he's basically dying, and she says, I will make a spectacle, <laughs> and which, which, I thought, which I thought was great. What a lovely way of saying it. I, I, I wish I liked this show more. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you said that the ending, you felt the ending was lovely. I liked the ending mm-hmm. because suddenly when we went back to Norway and we were out of America and we stopped pretending we knew anything about America and we stopped pretending that we had a clue on how that stuff worked, <laughs> it went back to being a show I yes. really love. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Right. And, and and I also love the fact that at the very end, they even show the real footage that they'd reenacted yes. of their return. Yes. I loved that yeah. bit. Like that's the stuff I love. Yeah, and I, I really thought- liked it when Olaf came back, and except he felt like he'd been like possessed by a demon or something. Yes. Like for the middle episodes of the show, like suddenly he's like kind and he listens and cares about his wife and his kids. And I'm like, were you replaced <laughs> during the war <laughs> by a by an actor? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I thought the ending was lovely. I was sort of a bit annoyed by the fact that they had, um, you know, Martha with her camera running because she only lived nine years more. And I think I think they were sort of trying to hint that she was the outsider. She was recording memories. 
Um, which no, 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 no. If you watch that 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 actual footage yeah. that they show at the end, that black and white footage, yeah. she's actually no, she's recording the things. Ah. That's actually what she was doing yes. as she came back. Was she held? A, the, there's the literally held. images yes. of the real Marta holding up like a camera, much like the one in the show. Yes, like I, yeah. yeah. So, no, but but I I do agree that I think it sort of felt like you know she is she she's these are these are the final memories she's really going to have of this. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yes, and also you didn't get the feeling from them that everything was changing in the world um, because remember when um, when Olaf paid that visit to give Tulla her husband's medal. And she said, "Oh, that was so yes, good. That was I a lovely scene." But she said to him, "No, there is no old Norway. We have to look to the future now." And and, and you got the feeling that there was this new generation of leaders arising. And uh, and I thought I thought that was great, and that that was actually tremendously sad um, that she alone had survived the war, and she'd lost the baby, and she'd lost her husband too. And I, I think it made, I think it made Olaf sit down. Actually, he did sit down. Literally, he sat on the stairs. He sat down and thought <laughs> about it. It's like, you know, I have a family too. I wish, um, I wish the show had spent a little more time. I wish the show had spent a little more time on on her character and her parents, as opposed to just using them as sort of like props for Marta and Olaf. Yeah, like that yeah. one, that one scene where they talked about uh, that Olaf might not like that like they might not make it back in time to london for their daughter's wedding like i thought that was really good and interesting and like the stuff this show wasn't doing enough of Mm -hmm. you know and one of the problems with shows like this is that they take the page from downton abbey of having to feel like they have to have it downstairs Mm -hmm. and so for quite a long time i very much felt like the whole you know the the whole nikolai's family and 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 uh and and uh the the rock me thank you um the the two of them like were sort of functioning in that in that in that um in that carson uh uh, uh, Mrs. Hughes, kind of like you know the 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 secondary couple to the central couple kind of thing, and I, I then they suddenly actually give them like a real scene out of nowhere, and like that's the sort of thing like we would get like when with the two sex scenes in the middle, you know, um, we have we have Olaf and and Marta in bed, and then we have those two in bed, like it very much feels like an echo, and then you you have their dinner scene, which is not an echo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's a reminder that that doing downstairs can really be incredibly rewarding for a show if they do it right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sort of like the show got it right in one place, but not the others. Yeah. And I found I found that really frustrating. Uh, the same thing with the with the actual wedding itself. Like there, there's a real there was a, there was a real opportunity there to like, you know, have the king be the one to give her away. And it sort of felt like I, I wanted more of that and I didn't get you know, like th- there was there there were things that could have been done there that weren't mm-hmm. that we sort of gestured at. Yeah, yeah, yes, because there was a real story there in um in having to up both Ragni and Nikolai had to upend their lives, leave two children behind, which still sort of amazes me. Or they can catch a bus, um, and. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's right. Well, why would we think you would go to their wedding? You wouldn't even care if they were getting like kidnapped by Germans. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and, you know, it was their duty. They had to follow their duty to the royalty. And I I guess 
I've never really figured out what Ragni was. I think she was a sort of lady in waiting. Yeah, that's yeah. what I assume she yes. is, is that she's sort of like I, I I compared her to Mrs. Hughes, but she's sort of like really she's more the Anna. Yes. I guess is a better way of putting it. I guess they're more Anna and Bates than they are uh Carson and and and, and Hughes. Yeah. I guess, I guess, sort of. <laughs> well, I, I don't think... know. I feel like I feel like I don't know them well enough as characters to even figure out like what stereo, like what stereotypical, like like vertical they go in. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. Um, I think you got a hint of the usually very rigid formality uh, that existed between Ragni and Martha. Well, um, I remember the first time um, Martha fell on her and hugged her and cried. And poor Ragni just sat, just stood there with her arms sticking out at the sides because <laughs> she didn't know what to do. This was like outside her protocol level. Not in her job right. description. And when she came downstairs because she felt she failed Martha because of the kidnap plot and and gave a very formally resigned. Um, and... But in fact, the two women had become friends. I don't think they were particularly intimate. I don't think that Martha was um, Martha was saying to Ragni, "Oh, you know, I don't know what to do about the president. He's always he's always grabbing." Yeah, at and they me. weren't. Yeah, they right. were never those kinds right. of BFFs. Not, not, not this. Um, although um, she did she did say um, uh, that is Ragni Ragni said when Martha said. Um, no, I've got this backwards. Ragni said something like, the president is paying you a lot of attention. Martha says, he's only being kind. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how men behave in your home country, but... Uh... <laughs> mm. On the other hand, I think, I think Roosevelt was genuinely nice with her children, and they adored him. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I... This is supposed to be like his last great love affair. And I assume it is like not actually physical. I assume it was just an emotional affair. Um, but we don't actually know that. But either way, like, again, the lack of chemistry just yeah. to me killed it. Yeah. Like it couldn't even really be emotional affair. Mm -hmm. It was it was for the boat. Yeah. It was for yeah. the boat. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like he sure did take his time giving you the boat. <laughs> she did all of that for one boat, man. It's like a lot of work. It was for a one big boat. boat. <laughs> I don't care how big the boat is. If you I'm going to do that kind of work, I want like fancy. a fleet. <laughs> yeah, well, at least they didn't call it Boaty McBoatface. They named it after the king. <laughs> That's just because the internet hadn't no, been invented yes. yet. It would be King Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <sighs> But I mean, that couldn't have been the only. I don't believe that was the only ship, rather not boat, that um, that was presented to. No, I believe to it's supposed to be. I, yes. I I do believe it's supposed to be like half a dozen yes. or something. Yes. But they sort of because the show only has like oh yes. so much budget, they only really show. Well, you also one. it was when it was when Roosevelt made that very famous speech um, mm. about Norway and how how supporting Norway supported Europe, and. Um, and that was seen of a, as a big turning point. And I think the reconstruction of that scene, I mean, yeah, I know it was all, all CGI, but it was so well done. And and there is newsreel of that. And they got it absolutely right. Yeah. Um, um, did they do it? Like, I thought it was weird that they did the speeches from the car. 
Yes, like, they actually really did do the speeches from the car. Yeah. That's actually okay. that's actually accurate. Yeah. Um, if you, they show again, they actually show a couple of images from the original in the very very end yeah. of episode six, and you can actually see that yes, he isn't. They they did do it from the car, and that's the sort of thing that like you know you mentioned this last time we talked about this about how like, Roosevelt kept himself very one of, that Roosevelt you know hid his 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 uh his uh his need for a wheelchair one of the ways that they did that was by you know doing speeches from the car and just treating it like oh of course we do speeches from the car that's what we do now and 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 the public just sort of went with it yeah well his disability was such a well-kept secret um my husband told me that his grandfather who was an old iowan farmer went to the democratic national convention i don't know which year it was but um one of roosevelt's many elections and he was horrified and shocked to see Roosevelt being carried to the stage, to the podium. And he went back and broke it to all his friends because regular people had no idea. It was very carefully engineered. And I think one of the things the series got right about this was that the level of trust between Martha and Olaf and Roosevelt was would he appear in the wheelchair in the in their presence and he did so that was used as a sort of prop i can't decide how i feel about the show's presentation of roosevelt mm-hmm. yeah you know we, we we talked about this and I, I you know as someone who didn't grow up in america you know how did you feel about being presented this kind of Roosevelt because for both Lacey and I like we basically were you know he he was ba- to me he was basically presented as like you know a a, a living you know a, you know a secular he saved saint the, he mm-hmm. saved the world yeah like in, in the same way that Mr. Rogers is sort of treated as a secular saint like Roosevelt was for me growing up you know he, he, he was basically that's what he was presented as and so seeing yes. him here in this sort of in the in, in in this kind of leering way of trying to sleep with this young princess really sort of yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know I don't know I, I as I said I thought Carl McLaughlin did an amazing job and um and and it showed him as being very attractive he was good with people he. He always knew the right thing to say. And apparently one of the, again, courtesy of my husband, one of the reasons people loved Roosevelt, even though he was this sort of East Coast blue blood, was that he said to people, um, I am going to work for you as your president. And that really impressed people, that someone of his class would. And uh, so, I don't know. Um, I was sort of rather appalled that uh that pbs marketed the series this way we yeah, yeah we yeah, we, said yeah, that before uh, and we've talked about that before uh you know i really but it feels even weirder yeah. having like gotten to the end of the show mm-hmm. that roosevelt just looks like a like a sleazeball like yeah. he's really great like he's a full creeper yeah. through a well, good two-thirds yeah. of the show yes yeah. and and the fact that he dies and there's still half a show and there's still half an episode to go also really speaks to the fact that he is so not really central right here. yes and also the gaslighting was just amazing toward the end when he was talking to martha um sorry no not to martha to eleanor about martha he was presenting it and she was too that he had been the one to break off whatever it was with her 
which wasn't the case. And um, and he tried to fool her, you know, when, when he was giving her um, the ship. Um, and he said, well, oh, really he was like, I'm yes. not going to give it to Bel. I started to give say it Bel- to Belgium. Belgium. That yes. is not a that is not a country. <laughs> um, it's like if she doesn't come and talk to me, I, I'm going to give this ship to a different country you know i like, do are you serious you are a grown yes. man i don't i didn't think he was serious then i think that was roosevelt being flippant but olaf that was his first thought when um when martha makes this declaration of fidelity I, to I him really and hangs up on her so he can call the ambassador just, that was awful i really find every interaction between them gross yeah. like well, yeah let me just say how pissed off I was about the way Olaf is like, you know, you're 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 doing terrible things. You're doing terrible things. You're screwing up our marriage. You're screwing up our marriage. You might be sleeping with him. You might be sleeping with him. Oh, I broke it off. Oh my God, what have you done? Oh my God, we have to fix this now. Yeah. What? Yes, right. What? Yes, and then and also his brilliant plan to bring the children over to London at a time when Londoners were sending their children away from the city too. Oh, trying to take yeah. the children away from her was just yeah. Yes. That made that was that was definitely. Definitely an episode that that was definitely that I, was moment to, that I, was I have like, to ask. Yeah. I have to ask the dumbest question. Yes. Here is the dumb question or dumb comment. It's a question and a comment. She said, <laughs> um, "All of this business, like uh, in the beginning of the show, it was like very clear that she had to flee to America because like the Germans were coming. Like London wasn't safe. Like, and it was such a big deal. Like, will we have to take poison on the ship to America? Ah, and suddenly, like by the end of." By the end of the series, like people are just like jaunting home for birthday parties. Like that's what I was saying about the TARDIS. I, like like they, they, just, just, they just keep jumping back and forth across the channel and like why are the they still in America? Like why don't they just go to Canada or they go back to London or like why is this even a problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so confused. Well, yeah. I think the picture we got of what Olaf was actually doing, he could have done equally well from America. Um, but I don't know that we were getting an accurate picture of what he was doing and and how involved he was. I mean, eventually he he was made the um, oh I can't remember what it was called his big title of being like in charge of all of the military branches for Norway. Uh, and uh, oh, it's like Secretary of Defense yes, or something, some, but Norwegian. Yes, yes. Um, but. Uh, but I mean, I thought a lot of their bickering was unnecessary and just adding on to it. And uh, for the sake, well, let's have, well, in this episode, let's have Martha behave, let's have Olaf behave really badly, and let's have some German saboteurs land, and let's um, not notice that Eliza Forbes, who is a known fascist sympathizer, Maybe under suspicion here. That was very strange. Yeah, I, I, I definitely felt like that there was all. You know, we talked about this a little bit. This didn't need to be eight episodes, mm-hmm, right? And part of it, really, you get the sense of how much this didn't need to be eight episodes in these last three episodes that they're throwing. Like as I said, I really like the fact that we reference something that most people don't know, which is that Nazis actually were dumb enough to try to invade this country. Um, but at the same time, like that was so just played for drama, and so much of the olive stuff, you know, him going, him going out drinking, and him and 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 him trying to get custody, and all that, all of that was unnecessary. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and it, and it feel it felt like filler at times and like we already had this scene you don't need to do it again mm. okay you've come to america you've come to america three times okay you really only had to do it once right like, like st- they did have the same conversation like five times mm-hmm. yeah and that that also really and the was thing is, irritating and the thing is is at that point like wouldn't you expect martha to be like or uh, to, to just say okay, oh my gosh, you're trying to take my kids away for this affair that I'm not having. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, 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 everything about everything about the way that, that everything that was wrong with this show is basically summed up in those repetitive scenes with Olive. Really. And, and, and <laughs> I it, thought you said Olive for a second, like from Popeye. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, that would be really cool. Can I just also say, like, my phone keeps auto-correcting his name to Olive because I, I, I oh, guess like, my phone oh, is owned by hugs. Disney. Or I, maybe- I, I did say at the beginning that I thought he looked like he would enjoy warm hugs, and now I am very much not sure that that is the case. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so final thoughts. Yeah, Janet, you of the three of us really liked this, so tell us why you really liked it. I liked... um. I liked the character of Martha. I thought she was really such an interesting mix because in some ways she was extremely naive. But she was also strong when she needed to be. And I liked, I well, I would have liked to see a slightly different portrayal of Eleanor Roosevelt. Missy, well, um, can't even find the words to describe Missy. I thought the acting was terrific. I thought the kids were amazing. I loved the fact that at the end you had, she left her country by sea and then you saw her returning by sea too. And that was, that gave a wonderful finish to that and the family was reunited. And yeah, I mean, there was not any sort of massive reunion scene between Olaf and, um, and, and, and Martha, as I said, but it's like it didn't need it. They understood each other. I did yeah. love Olive. I did love Olive going going home mm-hmm. and discovering that their that their farm had basically become a, a Nazi headquarters and abandoned. Oh, yes. and he got his horse back. Yes, or the some horse. I don't know whose horse that was. And but... they got a new dog. Did you catch that too? Yeah. Um, because you know the first thing I thought when he, I have to admit, the first thing I thought when he went back to the farmhouse and went in, and it was all messy. Is he was going to find the body of the dog? Oh, the, um, how it had been years. Yes, babe. I know. Yes. Yes, but that was a very bad moment with the dog. The random reunion with the horse, though. Yes. I just, that was very sweet. Yeah, it was nice. I am yes. a horse girl from way back. So. Yeah. Uh, I, there's so much about the show that I liked, especially in like the first, the first few episodes. I thought it was so good. And then it's just like, a few things irritate me as much as refusing to tell me the story you're telling. And this show does that multiple times like if you want to tell a story that's genuinely about a woman who loves her husband and and has an emotional affair that's great i will watch that show if you want to tell me a story that is about a woman who doesn't know how to navigate the complex politics capital p politics small p of a man with a lot more power than you that's creeping on you and you don't know how to deal with it great i will watch that story too what I cannot stand watching is a story that is somewhere in the middle of it and is so indecisive about what its own point is. And, oh, that's just a real frustration I had with this throughout, like, the back half of the entire show. And I think it did end well. Weirdly, mm-hmm. I think killing off FDR was, like, the smartest move the last episode made. <laughs> um, 
because it at least like we didn't have to talk about how we're not talking about it anymore. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was messy. Mm-hmm. For yeah, me. I I have to agree there. I felt like this show was strongest when it wasn't trying to talk, tell a story about America. That this show was great when it was in Sweden and in Norway and 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 it was a it was a drama about World War Two told from a completely new perspective mm-hmm. that I'm not used to. That's basically brought to me by like that's brought to me by like Norway and Denmark's uh, public television stations. I loved that show. That was basically the show. That was the first three episodes, and I loved that show. Then we got to America. And it tried to tell me a story about America that was very strange. And on one level, I appreciate like hearing basically American history from a completely new perspective of people who weren't part of it and what their impression of our history is. But at the same time, it wasn't that. It was basically, let's take your history and turn it into a really indecisive romance that isn't a romance, that doesn't want to be a romance because we don't want to actually offend anyone. And that really bothered me. And the moment that you're right, the mo- the best thing they did was kill off Roosevelt because then the romance was over and we could stop pretending that that was a thing. And we could go back to telling the story they wanted to tell, which is about Marta, which is about Crown Princess Marta and, and how loyal she is to the country and how loyal she is to her family. That's the story that they want to tell in the end, because that's the story that won't offend anyone. And they're really good at telling it. The problem is, um, is that they also promised us a story where that isn't the story and for several episodes had to not actually tell it. <laughs> One of the most shocking things in that entire last episode for me was the title card at the end that said she died nine years yes. later and never became queen. Yeah, oh, th- th- That's true, though. Yeah. I mean, I know I I don't think the show made up her death or anything, no, but I'm just no, like that's that was like gut punch shocking to me that after all of this, like, yeah, she, she didn't even. Yeah. yeah. And um. And also, she was very, very popular. Well, the whole family was very, very popular and still are, but in a sort of low-key Scandinavian way, you know, um, unlike the inhabitants of Buckingham Palace, for instance, who are all tied up in their own dysfunctionality and so on. They're having a week of it. They really are. I mean, that Apple TV Plus show came at the wrong moment, people. Um. I think I think that might be our show this week. Uh, Janet, tell the people where you live on the internet. Well, I'm on Facebook under my own name. And I'm also on Twitter as Janet underscore Mullaney. And frankly, I don't do either on much, but I'm always happy to like things. And, um, and I particularly like uh, the Oregon Zoo's Twitter feed, which has a lot of stuff about beavers in it, which is amazing. That's me. I'm like I. I'm like I guess they would. They have like a lot of wood. Yes. There. Yes. I thought you were going to say Oregon Trail, so I had already like mentally pre- prepared like a different response. <laughs> 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 um, for you youths out there, Oregon Trail. It's the thing. Is, it's the place where we all died of dysentery. It's amazing. I still have like a simulator of it on my computer. Maybe I'll go play it after we're done with this. Annie, you're up. Uh, let's see. You can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my absolutely adorable cats at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Um, every so often mixed in with things like cheese. Uh, let's see. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily. I am a regular contributor to televisions.org. And I also freelance around the web. And I basically retweet all of my bylines. So if you want to know what I've written this week, just follow me on Twitter and be my friend. Thanks. 
Thanks. Um, that just reminds me of another podcast I listened to where every host, every intro, the host ends ends his thing with, and hey, thanks. So I feel like I've been trying to mo- like emulate that for the entire year we've been doing this. Anyway, uh, for the five of you that are still listening to the end of this spiel, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. You can find all of my thoughts on literally everything from books to superhero television. But if you would like to send me hate mail about it, it will go right into the trash. I just spent like 20 minutes reporting like a terrible DM that I got and I'm pissed. Uh, Anyway, I also have cats. They are also very cute. They live on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. They are so big right now. I am disturbed. The site and the pod live on social media at Telly underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word, on Facebook. We are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit televisions.org and click on the donate button up top to help us keep doing it and support public media at the same time. We would love to hear your thoughts on Atlantic Crossing if you have them, because I just I'm making like a like a little the the man who falls off the mountain on the price is right gesture, because that's how like my feelings for the show sort of went. And I would love to know what you guys thought. We are televisions at weta.org and send us send us things. Anyway, uh, that is another episode in the can. Janet, thank you so much for coming to play with oh, us. Thank you. And I'm sorry you didn't like Atlantic Crossings as much as I did. Uh, yes. I know. Yes. I really was like, I was ready. I was right oh. there. Uh, I would love to hear what the people what the people think about this. Uh, it is summer is coming. The sun is shining. We are in the nice sort of two week period in D.C. where the weather outside is really great before it suddenly becomes 90. For and the next we have months. cicadas. I have yet to see a cicada. Um, They're all over the catnip. Oh my god! Uh, I have yet to see one in with you know like in in real life, like with my own eyes. I've seen lots of pictures of them, but then again, I sort of I don't know. I'm not really an outdoor girl. I don't think anybody's shocked by that. Um, we're all getting through this, as per usual. Please. Stay safe. Take care of each other. I know a lot of the sort of CDC recommendations and whatnot are a little confusing, a little, a little overwhelming, a little bit of everything. So wear a mask if you haven't been vaccinated. Wear a mask if you have been vaccinated, but you just cannot handle going into the CVS not wearing one. Hello, that is me. Um, take some hand sanitizer. Please, please, please get vaccinated if you haven't yet. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more nonsense. Thanks for listening.